Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Paul Fariga. Paul, you are the chief storyteller and president at WordWrite. You're found on the web at wordwritepr.com. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thanks so much to you and your audience for having me. It's a real pleasure. You are also the author of the book, Finding Your Capital S Story. Congratulations on that. Uh, and and so much. give us an overview of your work and uh, how the, the impact that you create. Absolutely. So I've had two or three careers, depending on how you want to count them, Josh. Started out in journalism. I spent nearly two decades there. And I figured it out one time over the course of those two decades. I wrote 10,000 stories, edited another 10,000. So, you know, that's a lot of beginnings, middles, and ends. You're with people in the best times and in the worst times. You really learn how to share a story. Then I got into the agency business. I worked for several years at Catch and PR, which is the fifth largest PR agency in the world. And then I started my own shop uh, about 20 years ago. And when I started WordWrite, my main focus was on the story. Because what I saw time and again, first as a journalist, and then in the agency business at one of the biggest and best agencies in the world, is that most businesses can't share a good story mm -hmm. to save their lives. And Josh, every business, every organization has this one story that I call the capital S story that stands above the rest. And, you know, in the old days, Josh, I'd say today's news is tomorrow's birdcage liner. Yeah. Some people don't read newspapers anymore. <laughs> um, what's in your social media feed 15 minutes ago is quick. There you go. That's a small S story. The capital S story answers these fundamental questions. Why somebody would buy from you, work for you, invest in you, partner with you. Gets that capital S because it stands above all the other stories that you share as a business leader. It defines the character and the nature of your organization. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, so you've been, would you say, so historically, you've, you've worked as a, as a PR agency then? Yeah, so we started as a, more of a traditional PR agency. I would say what we do today is the 21st century definition of public relations. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine named Ginny Dietrich, who runs the spinsucks.com blog, one of the top marketing blogs in the world, has her own firm, Armin Dietrich, coined this concept called PESO. It's spelled like the Mexican currency, but it's not. It stands for paid, earned, shared, and owned. And so in today's world, everything is digital. And sometimes you have to boost your content. That's the paid part of it on whatever social platform's right for you. The E is earned. That's what you would think of as traditional PR. S is shared. That's what we think of as social media. And owned, that's your thought capital. It's everything from books to white papers to blog posts. It's who you are and what thinking you have to share with the people you can most help. 
And, and that's what we do these days, Josh. So we work primarily with providers of complex services, uh, healthcare, technology, uh, law firms, accounting firms, folks who are very, very smart, but have a very, very difficult time explaining what they do in layman's terms to the people who write the checks to hire them. Yeah. Uh, and so what types of clients do you typically work with? So as I, as I said, you know, law firms, accounting firms. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, right. That okay. part of the story. <laughs> I think I was I yeah. got, got distracted with your social media. Uh, right. that, that, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and obviously you've seen, uh, you know, it's really interesting how PR has evolved and, right. um, you know, this democratization, you know, no longer yes. are there just the, you know, the big three news outlet, you know, TV outlets in your local market and one newspaper, maybe two in a big city, uh, you know, everybody, you know, for all intents and purposes is an influencer of some sort. And, and so I think that that's really why, if we think about what is it that attracts attention, that it that that you know creates its own buzz, uh, that that makes it very easy for people to share and talk about. Well, right. it ain't a me too business. Right. Uh, it, it's you know it's it's you know how can we stand out today? Because I think if we can then well, it's going to make life a lot easier in a very, very noisy world. So, Paul, that's my question is, how can we stand out better? So that's why story is so important, Josh, because our brains were invented tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years ago. We are wired for narrative. In my book, I go through the biology, sociology, and psychology of stories. Our work draws its roots from people like Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell, and in more current business sense, people like Simon Sinek and his concept of start with why, which is people buy why you do what you do, not what you do. What you do is a table stake. I can go on Amazon and I can find a zillion products that are so, so similar, right? And in that case, maybe I'm gonna buy based on price. But for the kinds of clients we work with, it's back to that character and nature of the organization. So Young and Campbell understood that the brain is hardwired for what we call archetypal stories. If I said to you, Josh, we're working with a new company and it's a David and Goliath story. Mm. Well, you don't have to be a biblical scholar to know that's the underdog story. Yeah. So that's yeah. an archetype. What we do in our work is we work with clients to identify the archetypal story that best describes what they do. And there are thousands of iterations of that, Josh. And then we marry that with the specifics of the company. Far too often, what marketing uh, falls into is just the features and benefits on a, on a boring brochure or a PowerPoint slide or something. And nobody remembers that stuff. Yeah. They can't forget David and Goliath. Yeah. And the best companies in the world, and I, and I talk in the book about Southwest and Nike as, as two prominent examples. They understand the concept of their story. And that's how people remember them. They, they understand that those companies the technical term in our field is differentiation, that they hold a certain place in the universe and people who are attracted to that kind of a company are going to do business with them. Yeah. Um, so let's say someone's listening to our conversation right now and they're like, okay, yes, we got to work on our story. Uh, where does one begin? You begin with your leadership and you sit down. And uh, when I speak on this to, to groups and do workshops, 
I have quite literally a handout. A lot of people sit down and we do this in our initial meeting with clients when we take them through our, our trademark process, story crafting. And we ask them to answer the question, why would somebody buy from you, work for you, invest in you, partner with you? We just need a couple of sentences. Shock, Josh. The HR person, the salesperson, the marketing person, the CEO, their answers are slightly different. No wonder the marketing is not as good as it could be. No wonder it's not cutting through the digital clutter. So our process helps people come to common agreement on the archetypal story and the aspects of the organization that truly define it. And then we can go to the marketplace of ideas. We essentially uncover, then we develop their story, and then we go out there and share it. And that peso yeah. description I gave you earlier, that's how we do it. How we do it, it's never 25, 25, 25% for those four. And it's never 100% in one category or another. It's going to be a unique mix. A direct-to-consumer company, yeah, they might need to be on Instagram or TikTok in terms of the shared component. But a very complex business might need to be spending a lot of time on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, and there are consequences to, I mean, not, not just from a sales and marketing growth and scaling standpoint, but I'm just thinking about, you know, when we've fractionalized our story or, or nobody in the team really knows what the story is, yeah. Uh, yeah. there are big operational consequences to that. Do, do you mind maybe just addressing that briefly? Absolutely. So here's where we're seeing this most today, Josh, and I'll start yeah. the great resignation or, or the great retention. In a, an environment where people can basically work for whoever they want for a great salary, how are you going to create the unique environment for people that, that allows them to make the decision that says, I want to work at your company rather than another's? And, that, and that's the story. That's where that really starts. Now, directly to what you asked, in a large organization, and by large, it can be even just 50 people, right? Everybody needs to know how their personal work story fits into the overall narrative of the company. If people don't understand that what they do on a daily basis is a component of yeah. the overall story and success of the organization, you're missing a huge opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, uh, I'd say from a marketing, it, oh, man, we, we know this, right, is, you know, go back to the Simon Sinek stuff, but um, it, it not only, and I think I think a valuable and, and perhaps a required component of the story is the why is, you know, not just operationally, but I'd say from today's consumer as well, they want to know what you stand for. Absolutely. Uh, your team certainly wants to know what do we stand for other than just profits? Because let me tell you, you know, profits and growth alone, I mean, growth's exciting, but, you know, uh, when you start leveling off or whatever, I think a lot of people are going to be looking around and go, all right, now what? <laughs> And, you know, a lot of times the, the pop culture story is yeah. that the growth does not trickle down to the people in the organization who are responsible for creating the results. In the book, I talk about two companies that have done this very well. Tom's, which used to be Tom's Shoes, yep. which was founded by Blake Mykoski with the idea that for every certain number of shoes consumers bought, they would donate shoes to children in developing countries who couldn't afford shoes. So there's that bigger purpose you're talking about. The other one I talk about is what used to be called Tom's of Maine, which began as an environmental products company started by a husband and a wife up in New England back in the 1970s, best known for their, their toothpaste originally, which was, uh, you know, the primary ingredient was uh, baking soda. Uh, 
Regardless, both of those companies have become very successful because they've done exactly what you said, Josh. They've said, look, you can, you know, if walk down any aisle, I have this in the book too. There's 30, 40, 50 brands, types of toothpaste. Crest might have several dozen, Colgate, right? How are you supposed to choose, right? And this is what helps a company like Tom's stand above. It's because you're buying toothpaste, you need toothpaste, it's going to a better cause, right? The same with uh, what Tom's shoes, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about, uh, I am, I, I want to get and read your book, uh, Finding Your Capital S Story. Obviously, these are principles that we've been talking about uh, in our conversation. Um, but uh, tell me, uh, talk about the transformation or the journey uh, that that a leader and their team may have if they say, okay, we're going to do book club and we're going to go through the Finding Your Capital S Story together. Right. What might happen for them? Well, a number of things that are really exciting, Josh. Number one, you're going to find out with that exercise I described that there's elements of the story that you may not know about, even if you're a leader in the organization. And those might be really crucial elements that help you share a better story with everybody you need to talk to. The other thing is you're going to drive better results. I often say, Josh, you know, storytelling is the original communication medium. It, no batteries required. All you need is a brain and an imagination. So it is truly the most portable means of communicating. And what research has shown us in the last 20 years, and I described some of this in the book, Josh, you know, we have functional magnetic resonance imaging, and we can look and see what the brain is doing. Um, there was a study a few years ago, I don't have this one in the book, but I'll be blogging about it soon, where the digital clutter you were talking about, scientists decided, okay, uh, there's this creative side of the brain, meh, we want to see if the other side of the brain is being overwhelmed by digital information. So we'll wire both sides. That creative side is just kind of like the control, nothing going on there. And so they then you know, subjected test subjects to digital clutter. And a very interesting thing happened on the uh, brain imaging. What they saw was information came in on the, the uh, analytical side and was processed into narrative by the creative side of the brain. In other words, communication and success in business, it's a whole brain concept. And the way the human brain takes in information and makes sense of it is by putting it into a narrative or story format. That's how we make decisions, including whether to buy from somebody, work for somebody, invest in somebody, or partner with them. All right. So the book, Finding Your Capital S Story, it's on Amazon. Uh, yeah. You can go to WordWrite.com. PR.com. And uh, there, there should be a link there where folks can yeah. if you go uh, find to Word, that. Yes. WordWritePR.com uh, forward slash storycrafting will we'll get the audience a free chapter of the book. So oh, good. And if they want to buy it, there's a direct link right there to Amazon. Yeah, look at that. All right. Yeah. WordWritePR.com forward slash storycrafting. Uh, is there anything else uh, that let's say that someone, um, it, it, when you work with somebody, um, can you talk just a little bit? So there might be someone's listening said, well, that sounds great. Uh, we would love a someone to lead us in this process. What What is that like? Typically, when we engage with a client, the first 30 days or so is focused on uncovering the story, doing what we talked about today, finding that archetypal narrative that best describes you, looking at uh, your, your competitors, finding your place in the market, identifying where you can be different, and creating that story for you. 
then we develop a plan to go out and share that story. So that takes about another 30 days or so. And then we're ready to go out and share the story. Uh, and a lot of times it'll go a couple of ways, Josh. The, the client has a great internal team and they're gonna, they've got the plan, they got the story, they're gonna go do it themselves. A lot of times they need our help too. And so we will frequently work with somebody where we've uncovered and developed the story to go out and share it too. All right, Paul Fariga, you are the author of the book, Finding Your Capitalist Story, and you are the chief storyteller and president at WordWrite, found on the web at wordwritepr.com. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh, to you and your audience for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.